There's a whole industry on avoiding estate taxes. Really scares a lot of people. We're also going to do a case study on whole life insurance. It's going to be fun. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Recently, I had a client who asked us to look at this whole life insurance proposal. I, I, by the way, I know you're trying to like let it slide, but I saw what you did there. Huh. I saw the whole whole industry. I I'd mean, like to, because I, I know we talked about this. I didn't mean to do it. You're so good that you come up with quips and puns. No, my brain has it. this subliminal stuff that's going on. By the way, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the Money Guy Show. Welcome, Money Guy family. I'm your host, Brian Preston, Mr. Bo Hansen. Check us out, moneyguy.com. But in all seriousness, we really did have a client who brought us an insurance policy, a whole life insurance policy, and said, hey, guys, I had somebody put this in front of me and tell me I really ought to consider it. Can you let me know your thoughts? I, I need you guys to check it out because there, there might be something here. So here's the thing. This policy was pitched as a growth vehicle. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, a growth vehicle. And you're going to see why I find that highly ironic as we get into this. Is it valuable at all to share the field this client was in? Or he's in the not? medical profession. There we go. Uh, I mean, he's going to watch this. So growth vehicle through the cash value, because that's how you actually get cash out of an insurance product. It was going to provide protection from creditors. I'm giving you all the brochure stuff. And then the client mentioned estate planning. Now, what I can't figure out is... Did the agent mention estate planning, or is this something that the client just connected insurance products helped me with estate planning? And we all know that you ought to look under your bed if you're a person that's building assets, because under the bed is the boogeyman of estate taxes. That's right, yeah. I got news for you. That boogeyman has lost his teeth. I mean, he <laughs> went to the doctor. They pulled out every one of his teeth. Didn't even give him dentures. The estate taxes are completely different, and we're going to get into that in a, in a second. But I couldn't tell... If these bullet points were, I wanted to help him out. I really did. because So I went through and I wrote, I did a full analysis. And then I was like, God, this analysis actually has some meat to it. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous that I'm going to share this with his client. And the whole Money Guy family could benefit from this. Right. So this is, this is going to be an overview of some of the bullet points I shared with this client. And then I'll tell you, because you're going to see, see this on YouTube. You're listening to it through our podcast. If you disagree, because look, we're, we don't dislike insurance. We actually are big proponents of our clients being fully insured, having protection, trying to make sure that there's nothing that derails their financial life. So there's probably going to be some contrarian people that are going to see it. Leave us some comments. Yep. We're perfectly fine with that. But let's jump into the bullet points we had. First, it is expensive. I think that's the headline, right? I mean, that's, that's the big headline with these products that are sold as these mechanisms to build cash value. There's a substantial cost to them. I will tell you, I have millions of dollars worth of life insurance Mm -hmm. on my life. Sure. And my premiums probably total a few thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. A few. I say few means less than five. This client comes to us with an insurance policy. Protection was less than the coverage I have with my term policies. And the premium was going to be thirty thousand dollars a year that wasn't 13 that that was was thirty thousand dollars a year that's a huge multiple over what term insurance would cost that bothers me for much less death benefit coverage yeah thirty thousand that's a lot of money i mean that's buying a small car every year every year so 
And then here's the other thing, slow start. Here's another bold point that I had made to the client was slow start. This particular whole life policy, I'm not saying it's all policy, I'm just going by the whole life policy that I reviewed for this client. The policy's net cash value did not break even until the end of year 12. So if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this, okay, this thing's going to cost a lot of money each year, uh, and I'm not actually going to be in the black until over a decade later. If you're looking at the cash value, now if the client... Full disclosure, if he died in year two or three, he would get the life insurance proceeds, which would be a good thing. But you could insure yourself much cheaper with term life insurance. But I can tell you, it didn't, that if you tried to pull out the net cash value, so that's why when this was pitched to the client as a growth vehicle, that's why I raised my eyebrows, because I was like, Growth vehicles get there a lot quicker than 12 years. So how are they sold? I mean, obviously, those two are like big banner, like red flags. But a lot of people buy these products. So here's the two things that I see people selling these products. is they say, tax-free. How many products let you get access to this tax-free? So when you hear somebody who's selling insurance talk about you get tax-free withdrawals, you know what they're talking about. They're talking about tax-free loans. That's right, debt. They're talking about debt. Now, you're borrowing from your life insurance policy, but I consider when you take a loan on your life insurance policy, it's almost like a blood oath. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean? I don't use that word blood very lightly. I mean that the fact that the only way that you get out of that policy or that loan is you either have to pay it back or you have to die with it and let the insurance proceeds pay it back. Because what I worry about is if you take this big loan, you know, say for kids' college, because I've heard it pitched for kids' college. If you pay it for the kids' college, you're paying it back over many years. But what happens if you're getting older, you're getting in your 60s, 70s, the cost of insurance, realize these policies still have a cost of insurance that's going on every year. What happens when you're getting older, the cost of insurance has gone up because you are older, your cash value has been diminished or depleted because you bought, you know, paid for kids college with it. That policy could blow up and create a huge tax bill. Mm -hmm. I mean, did I miss an example in there, Bo? No, that's exactly right. If you have a loan in there and the cash value inside the policy is not large enough to cover the annual insurance cost, then one of two things happens. The policy lapses and it creates a huge taxable event. Or two, you actually have to come out of pocket to satisfy those premium premiums to keep the policy in place. Or, or three, I guess you could die, but that's not the option you want to go with, obviously. And so that leads, because here's what happens also. People set up these products, and I have seen cases where people, instead of saving for retirement and doing these things and other products, they're doing these huge whole life policies right. What happens when you get later in life and you get to that point in your life where you're saying, you know what, let's, let's kind of change gears. I've met a lot of my needs. What if I want to buy that vacation property? Yep. You've lost your flexibility because if you had a life insurance policy with $800,000 of cash value and you found a house that was, say, $600,000, yep. if you went to take a loan for $600,000 for that house or tried to just pull it out, you either have a huge tax bill mm-hmm. Or you pretty much blow the policy That's up. Right. So there's a lot of lost flexibility. But they, they pitch that tax-free loan all the time. The other thing I hear people pitch, because you remember, this is a growth vehicle, even though it takes 12 years for it to break even, because they talk about it's a guaranteed stated interest rate. Yep. Guaranteed interest rate built into this, this product. So, a.k.a. it's safe. You can't lose your money. There's a lot of people really nervous about investing for that two or three of the 10 years that a market is, you know, because you know, two, two, two to three of the 10 years of, of, of the average decade of investing, 
markets might have down years. The other seven to eight years, it's typically good. good. Yeah. But people are so scared of that bad period that they will buy products that are this, you know, cause this much trouble for them. So be careful of that, that, that safety, because here's how they control your safety. Just like I talked about annuities on other shows, with the, even with these cash value policies, they have surrender periods that's not uncommon for the first decade that you have this insurance policy. You couldn't get access to your money unless you pay huge, huge penalties. And, and think about that. This is money that you're building. You're trying to build wealth. You're trying to have this, uh, these funds available to you. What a, Nine, ten years from now, you still can't get to it? You still can't use it? What if there's an emergency? What if there are medical expenses? What if there's college expenses? What if you're just unhappy and you want to vote with your feet? You're kind of stuck. And we've actually seen this recently. We've seen some surrender. And this is for an actual client right now. Uh, surrender fees as high as 18% spread over a 12-year period. So it's like 18, 18, 16, 14, 12, all the way down to zero over the life. And that's just... Handcuffs. And, and here's what, when we talk about safety, I use the word safety with the air quotes is because you can take away a lot of the market volatility if you can control the behavior for 10 to 12 years. Because right. think about, you don't hear about periods where markets were down 10 to 12 years. You right. hear about a year, two years, maybe three years the market was down. If you can control the behavior for 10 to 12 years, it's very easy to offer somebody a 3% guaranteed rate of return or a 4% guaranteed rate of return when you know you have control of that money for 10 to 12 years. Something to keep in mind when you're noticing guarantees. There's no free lunch when you see somebody offer you a guarantee. So the other thing, here's another bullet point that I made sure to point out to the, to the client, is that you will be old or dead before you likely get any benefit. And is that really how you want to build your wealth? You, not, don't, you, you want to not be able to enjoy it until either your heirs get to enjoy it or your, you know, your... Well, we said old because remember, it takes 12 years for this thing to even break even. And then, or dead, and you, so your heirs get the benefit. But once again, term insurance, because insurance for income replacement should be a short-term objective. Because right. if you're doing what's right, money guy family, you're building up your own assets, your own dollar of army, you know, your army of dollar bills that are going to start working for you. you so you're hoping your need for insurance to replace current income is going down as you become more and more successful. Okay, so maybe it's not a growth vehicle, but I, but I did hear you say something that we need to be worried about, uh, estate taxes. <laughs> Here's and, that boogeyman. And, and, and the this can help protect us from the boogeyman, right? This, this really is like Monsters, Inc., you know, because you, you see all these things and you think it's scary, and then you find out these guys are just having a party behind the scenes and that... They're not really as scary as they they, they want to be. And, and why do I say this? Is because, look, when I graduated college and I started doing this back in the mid-'90s, estate taxes were scary. Because think about it, The estate exemption in 1997 was $600,000. So that, And that's for an individual, right? Yeah. So for a couple, you could have a total net worth of $1.2 million, and if you were over that, it would the state taxes would come, but you into still equation. had to structure it right because back then you didn't have these terms portability and right. so forth without setting up trust. And but six hundred thousand dollars legit because if you had a retirement product, if you had a house that appreciated, especially in these high cost of living areas, like a lot of the metro areas, California, yeah. um, Upper Northeast, you know, you, it was not uncommon to have real estate that would have appreciation that was pretty close to the lifetime exemption of six hundred thousand dollars. So the life insurance industry really was a boom on helping. I was actually, I've even had clients who had tons of real estate 
and they had no liquidity, and if they had died, the estate tax would have eaten 50 to 55% of that and made them have to do fire sales. It made sense to go buy life insurance to cover that need. Sure. What people have not kept pace with is that something's been going on with estate taxes. They were 600000 Then they went all, they kept going up. They were at a million bucks. We were at, here, here's what I don't think most people realize. In 2018, and well, let me go 2017, I mean, before it was a little over $5 million. Yeah. 2018 now, the exemption per person is $11,180,000. So what that means is in order for you to be assessed estate taxes, you have to have a taxable estate greater than $11,180,000. What's even better? Because if you and your spouse, because now they've even added a, what's called a portability, meaning that if you don't use all of yours... Your spouse can take your unused portion and apply it to theirs. So, and now it does require, if you want to actually institute this portability, you are going to file an estate tax return when you pass away, a, a Form 706. But the number is now $22,360,000. I'm telling you, that is truly rich. I mean, because 600000 back in 1997, that seems like a decent sum of money. wealthy, sure. That's, that's not rich. $22 million, you got some bucks behind that's you. Right. So it's just not the same boogeyman that it once was because, I mean, that, that's a lot of money. And it's one of those things where I, I don't know that you're going to have to go buy insurance to insure against that because now you need, when you have an estate of $22 million, you're not buying life insurance, you're setting up trust. That's you're right. doing all kind of estate planning that goes much deeper you know, in, into the planning needs than just buying life insurance. And, and I, I do need to give the disclaimer. This is set to sunset if they don't make this taking it to $22 million in 2025. But, um, you know, that's a few years away. And I certainly don't know that I would buy a really expensive financial product for what may or may not be a law, you know, seven years from now, eight yeah. years from now. Let's plan for what's going on right now. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about, because I always like to leave things with positive. So if we're not going to do this, what can we do? What might be a better alternative for building growth, because remember, that's what this was pitched to this client right. was, is we're going to protect you from creditors, but also we're going to have you a growth asset. So how can we get the same type of protection? How can we get creditor protection, but also have growth? What, what would you do, Bo? Yeah, so I think a pretty like base level one is employer retirement plan. If you have an employer that has a 401k, 403b, 457, and they offer a match, by all means, go get the match. That's free money. And then if you can, contribute possibly even up to the maximum. 18.5 if you are under uh, 50 years old, and it goes up to 24.5 if you're over 50 years so old. So those are the ERISA plans. That's you right. named off all the ones that are covered under that special provision of federal law that says, hey, creditors, you're going, we're going to give these things a little more protection because this is people's retirement money. Sure. So those are all protected. And I would tell you, I think that if you're looking for growth, that is probably a better play than some of these other sure. things. Not to say it's insurability and risk is still something to take into account, but growth, I like employer plans. Now, if we take out the, you're not as worried about the creditor protection. Sure. There's other things that you can do for growth, like Roth IRAs. That's right. Tax-free growth. I mean, if you want to add to put something on growth, let's talk about tax-free growth. I love Roth IRAs. And we've done entire episodes on Roth IRAs. If yep. you haven't had a chance to go check it out, go check it out. Uh, even if you're someone who makes more than what Roth IRA elements might suggest you can contribute to, there are mechanisms by which you can still possibly build up Roth assets and 
If you're someone who's really, really nerdy and you want to go look up something cool, go Google Mega Backdoor Roth because there's a really <laughs> awesome opportunity there. And then the last thing to kind of close this thing out, after-tax account. Here's why we like, and, and look, of these, this is probably the least sexy, but it has some great benefits, is because after-tax, this is basically just like having liquid money. Right. Um, what I like is that you can have access at any point in time. Without having to You don't have to worry about it. surrender periods. I mean, you don't have to worry about how they grow allocate gains. And then, yes, you pay taxes along the way, but it can be tax-controlled, especially if you have tax-deferred accounts, tax-free accounts like Roth, and then you have these after-tax. You can kind of manipulate things a little bit legally. And then it's also your money. You're not borrowing from your life insurance. It's your money. That's powerful stuff. And then this provides unique opportunities where you can do, I mean, we don't love debt, but if you have a large chunk of assets, there's bridge loans, there's margin yeah, loans, there's a, they always yeah. have liquidity. There's ways to really maximize what you have going on with your investments. So think about these things, guys. I, I just get nervous when people are sold products because of fear, right. when they're sold products because of estate taxes. You need to kind of dig a little bit deeper to understand that. So thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Brian Preston, Mr. Bo Hansen, and, and you guys probably know we love on you giving you this free content. This really is our gift to you. And the only ask we give, if you ever want to know how you can repay us for all this free content, is that if you would, if you get to the point where just like Bo was talking about, maybe you don't know about the mega Roth, or maybe your assets have gotten to the size where you're trying to figure out this whole avoiding, you know, should I pay estate taxes? Should I have more insurance? Right. Let somebody, let us be the the, the the people that look over your shoulder, take the relationship to the next level. We love working with our, our listeners and the Money Guy family. So check us out. I'm your host, Brian, and you can go to moneyguy.com. We'll talk to you soon. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. Mm-hmm.